0: Whether you're buying a new car, a used car, or refinancing your current car, FedChoice Federal Credit Union could help save you money. FedChoice makes buying a car so easy that you can do everything right from your smartphone or on a computer. Become a member today and you can take advantage of their great rates and financing options. Find out more at FedChoice.org. That's FedChoice.org. Membership open to federal employees, including contractors and their families. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, insured by NCUA.
1: You guys ready? We are. Patrick, we are, uh, we are sharing a microphone. It's <laughs> like uh, difficulties this one, morning. one podcast here. All right. Well, look, we have a special guest, um, David. David, I always want to say, I want to say Heyman, but is it Heyman? It great. It's Heyman. Okay. I got it right. Excellent. Uh, look, it's the Polini perspective. Patrick, we have so much to cover. I mean, I can't. it's the end for Trump. Finally, it's been <laughs> such a great.
0: <laughs> I think I'm in trouble today. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, tell you where do you guys want to start? We have a lot to cover. I'll just kind of set it up, and then uh, Patrick and David. I know you guys have some opposing views. Uh, you know, first of all, we have to talk about the the twelve year old girl uh, with the dreadlock incident in Emmanuel Christian School in Virginia that made national headlines. Yesterday was bombshell that she basically came forward and said it's not true that it never happened. Uh, Trump, the Ukraine stuff continues to get deeper and deeper. So I want to know all your thoughts on that. A lot of polls out that now see Trump at fifty percent impeachment. Oh, okay. No comments here from the. Okay. No. Com- okay. No problem. I'll share the. I'll pass uh, the mic problems. back over. We got to talk Redskins, Nats, A uh, lot to get to there, and um, also NCAA in California made some big, yeah. um, big stuff. So, do you guys want to start with the Emanuel Christian School thing that kind of continues uh, to get thing, I'm or you want to talk Trump? Okay. I think first, right? Where do you want to start, Patrick? Well, we're gonna have
0: a perfect podcast, <laughs> according <laughs> yeah, to Trump, no, okay. just like the call. <laughs> so, where do you want to start?
1: Start with Trump. I, I mean. Well, you were saying before we even got on here that you don't feel like these claims have any legitimacy. So, well, yeah. Okay, no. David, get in there.
0: Could I speak for myself, please? (laughs) Briefly. Yes and no. So, there's a few things going on here, okay? The president can have an inappropriate conversation or he could ask a favor um, that... We could agree or disagree that um, maybe not doesn't meet the standard of the presidency. However, that does not mean it's impeachable.
2: If it was only that, I might agree with you. Okay, but when you withhold four hundred million dollars of aid.
0: But there's there's no but there's no proof of that. Number one, it was
2: really clear. And when the Ukrainian president asked, said he wanted to spend the money on arms, that's when Trump asked for the favor. And when you when the president of the United States is asking for a favor. From a tiny country like the Ukraine, it's pretty clear what's going on there. And when the favor resol- revol- re- revolves around the uh, the next election and getting dirt on the next opponent, then that's why you're it's making
0: a, you're making a you're making several leaps. Here. Nancy Pelosi was on sixty Minutes the other night yep. and was yep. asked directly, "What high crimes and misdemeanors did he commit?" And you know what she said? We don't know yet. We don't know yet, yet you've already called for an impeachment inquiry. The Dems have been yelling from the top of the mountain from the day this guy was elected. Impeachment, 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 impeachment. The two-year hoax of the collusion, uh, Russia collusion investigation. Nothing. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you not mean, yet, yeah, Yeah. Now, now mean, all of a sudden, learn. no, now, all of a sudden, we're going to rush in five days to impeachment. It's the entire, and oh, by the way. But they're not doing that. They are doing that.
1: Okay, wait, Patrick, they're not, first of all, they're they're doing their investigation. And secondly, this is my argument to Patrick. If you, this is not a nothing situation because someone in his administration clearly recognized that this was a conversation that needed to be shifted over to a circuit where they only keep like spy conversations. So it was very obvious, very early. They knew this was a completely inappropriate yeah. By the way,
0: the, those, server, those servers were used when when the Australia, and I believe it was Italy, and transcripts. And the other times that yeah.
2: Trump asked for inappropriate yeah. things from other countries, no. they hid those calls too.
0: I, I, there's, I'm I going to read a little bit. T- bear with me for, for a few minutes. I'm going to read a great article that Hugh Hewitt, who is far from pro-Trump, conservative writer for The Washington Post, wrote this article. I'm going to read a, just a few parts of it. And then, David, you could comment. Um, If you're an always Trumper, you'll be in a position to sway no one of the fact that an off-the-rails house is abusing provisions of impeachment for purely partisan purposes. Those purposes might include launching this preemptive strike as a way of distracting public attention from a report expected soon from the Justice Department Inspector General concerning misconduct allegations in the investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 campaign, okay? Here's what's going on here, okay? And and I'm not a deep state guy by any means. Trump causes his own problems, okay? There's three categories of people. There's never Trumpers. There's always Trumpers. And then there's sometimes Trumpers. I'm in the sometimes Trumpers category. Okay, I criticize him when he goes over the, off the rails. I criticize his, his, his tweeting and some of his policies I don't necessarily agree with. This is about getting a guy out of the presidency that people truly believe shouldn't have been there. This is the never-Trumpers going, trying to figure out... This is a complete setup. Adam Schiff knew about this call in August of 12th. He released a transcript, okay... There's nothing in that transcript that is criminal or illegal. This shouldn't even be investigated as an impeachment inquiry. You want to hire another special counsel? Go ahead. You wasted two years doing that. This is a joke. We're throwing the word impeachment around like it's some little thing. It's not. It's serious. Okay. It is a serious level. It's by the way, the whistleblower, not even firsthand information. So why does that
2: matter? The information that he has has turned out to be, for the most part, accurate. You just said for the most part. Exactly. He had a combination of firsthand and secondhand information. The inspector general thought it was serious, thought it was credible, brought it to the attention of the Congress as he was required to. The White House and the Justice Department tried to kill it. OK, and it was only because the inspector general did his job and alerted Congress that this even existed, that we now know about it today.
0: OK, and that's fine. And, 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 and then investigate it. But it's not an impeachment. In- no, It's not an impeachment inquiry. Pelosi, oh, no impeachment, no, because she knew there was no collusion. Now, all of a sudden, she's rushing to impeach. You know what this is about, too? This is about the polls. OK, Joe Biden's in big trouble. He, he's down in Iowa significantly. He's going to lose New Hampshire to Warren easily. He's maybe only five points up in South Carolina. He's looking dicey on Super Tuesday already. This is about Warren's momentum. And Pelosi, as I've always said, is probably the smartest person in Washington right now, knows Warren cannot beat Trump. Will not beat him in Pennsylvania. Will not beat him in Michigan. Will not beat him in Wisconsin certainly won't beat him in North Carolina or Florida. And we they would have are... said all
2: the exact same things about Trump beating Hillary in those states as well. We don't know any of those things yet. Okay. Well, but yeah, and whether Biden wins, Warren wins, that's a long way off. What you have here is something really serious. Uh, well, we... and so we're going to investigate it and we're going to, uh, my feeling is we're going to learn more, uh, not only about this, but about other things. Adam
0: Schiff, he lied about the transcript at the hearing the guy has been a he's been a anti trump anti this administration from day 1 he's he's leaked information he's got leaked information we're going to trust him to do an audit you you do you really think this is about the 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 the, the pay, being patriotic it's about politics no
2: and it starts with the whistleblower who put the, con- the his oh, duty to the constitution we don't even know who he
0: is how do you know he's not partisan or she's not partisan because secondhand he information it,
2: but they are facts okay and we're the more we learn about them the more i think we're going to find that uh that things were going on in the white house that That The country at a whole is not happy about. And whether it's Adam Schiff or Naylor or Pelosi, we're trying to put these people ahead. The question is, is there 218 votes? And there are a lot of Democrats who come from purple districts who were not rushing to impeachment. But when they saw this and when they heard this, they said, we need to move forward. And so
0: you should you should read a book by Kimberly Strassel, who writes for The Washington uh, Wall Street Journal. It's called resistance at all costs. How Trump haters are breaking America, and I truly believe that. I believe the hatred for this guy, the unhingedness for this guy, is making the Dems do crazy things, as crazy as some things that he does. Okay. Well, say,
1: he doesn't help himself, and I think you know, Patrick. My question to you would be. You don't find the language problematic. I mean, you know, he operates like a gangster. You know, I mean, you know, gangsters don't come out and say, oh, oh you know. Obama
0: didn't get caught on a hot mic saying, hey, wait till the election and I'll take care of Putin. I mean, come on. It's done all the time. You don't think the president of the United States leverages to, to get things from other countries? Of course they do. But what was he looking to get from this other yeah, country? Yeah, that's to I And think- corruption
2: really well, we don't Trump know that. has been for years and years talking about Ukraine corruption
0: no he was after dirt on Biden period oh so yesterday let, let's switch gears quickly so yesterday you know I call him the mainstream media for this for the most part um, the big report says oh Barr was putting pressure on Australia um, to investigate right. why why do the Democrats and liberals in Washington not want? to find out how the Russia collusion craziness started. It seems like they've gone out of their way. So they're going to, the fact that the attorney general is involved in discussing with other countries where the dossier started to help them investigate it is completely above board. And yet, a lot in the New York Times, Washington Post tried to make it like it was some illicit behavior yesterday. It is completely above board for Barr to be having those conversations,
2: but completely unusual for the Attorney General of the United States to be traveling to these countries and doing the investigations himself. And Barr, from the day he was uh, uh, became Attorney General, has been acting as Trump's attorney well, and not our attorney. Not,
0: that's not fair. If 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 this if the two thousand six sixteen dossier was was, listen, we, we're going to see the IG report. And I think you're going to have some people in the FBI, CIA, Democrats themselves called out and really exposed for starting the craziness of the two. And I love how sometimes the people in the media, the pundits that are out there, they conflate the two things. Yes, Russia interfered in the 2016 election. We know that. I think it's 16 people were were, uh, uh, arrested and charged. But there was zero collusion. Zero. All that was fake. And started by a fake dossier in other countries, by people who leaked information. We need to know who... If you want to find out if Trump truly had a conversation was holding aid, then you should... That same person, Pelosi, Schiff, Nadler, should also want to know how the 2016 collusion story started. But they don't. That's what concerns me. All right. Okay.
1: How do we feel? I'm not sure. I, I don't think I know enough about that to say if that's true or not, but... What, how do you feel about that, David? I,
2: the, Patrick just said that 16 Russians were found, uh, were charged with uh, in, colluding uh, in the election. And we know that because there was talk amongst various diplomats around the world, and that's what went into the dossier. Was everything in the dossier true? No. But again, just like the whistleblower, people observe things and report them, and then you investigate them, and you find some of them are true, some of them are not. I do want to go, though, on on the attack that uh, Trump attacking the whistleblower and basically threatening him with execution, saying we used to deal with spies. For somebody who is innocent, they don't behave like that. Well, Trump behaves like
0: a crazy person, yeah, yeah. whether he's innocent or not, so I don't know if that's yeah. necessarily the, no pun intended, the bar we want to use, right? But, uh, no, listen, I... I believe it's a lot of hysteria over nothing, but the other side doesn't. It's become such a partisan city, country. It's shame. It's a shame. Um, You know, even when Clinton was impeached, you know, I do think there was some sense of um, fairness, I guess, uh, to to, to a certain degree. Um, It's not like that anymore. And I, you know, you know what's scary for me, especially in the media. I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, I truly don't know. I like I look at Adam Schiff, and I, I just believe he's a partisan hack who doesn't care. I mean, he lied at the hearing. He made up dialogue from the transcript. Who does that? Like, who does that? If Trump did that, it would be, like, all over the place.
2: So where I agree with you, Patrick, is if you took the Clinton impeachment and the quotes from Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, and you switch them the sides, you, they're now completely against everything they were completely for right, back right. then. Yeah. And right. To me, that's, that's the good. problem in I this agree. country, is that if this was the exact same situation, but it was Obama instead of Trump, the Republicans, you know, Patrick would probably have already impeached. They wouldn't have even held hearings and the Dems would be defending. And that's the problem I have in this country is that we don't have objective standards and common beliefs anymore. It is all partisan.
0: I, we can move on from this because we're going to agree to disagree a line, yeah. and it'll play out. I, I do think the House will impeach. So let's get to where we think it's going to go. I do think the House will impeach. The Senate will quickly acquit.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, I think if it's Warren, he gets reelected. And then, watch out, we'll have four years of an angry, at times, <laughs> off the rails. And that will differ from the last three years exactly how? You know
2: what? I think it'll be amped up a little. I think so, because he doesn't have to even care about re-election. Uh, I, think, I think we are going to see impeachment. I think with a handful of Republican uh, congressmen and maybe two or three uh, senators it is interesting the quotes Jeff Flake that if this was uh, uh, An anonymous vote That 30 or 35 Republican senators yeah, We don't would know vote if that's true or not We don't know uh, but Trump has a strong Sway over the Republican party and so It's hard to see that uh, Any uh, certainly not 20 Republican I do encourage senators people to read
0: Hugh Hewitt's article today in, uh, Op-ed in the Washington Post And Kimberly Strassel's book Resistant at all costs It's uh, Both very well done in my opinion
1: okay so uh, we we are going to move on we'll talk about something locally that's made national headlines i think it was kind of shocking yesterday um goes to a little bit of your point patrick of it's it's getting harder i think to know what to believe in people i guess i'm shocked how easily people will lie on a public platform um but the emmanuel christian school um You know, drama with a 12 year old girl, uh, black girl who had dreadlocks, who had said that three white boys had held her down and cut her dreadlocks. This kind of all sort of came to light last week. gained national attention everywhere. Huge outcry for Emmanuel Christian to do something. Thought it was interesting. I, I thought the red flag and David, I'd be curious with your sort of PR experience, what you think. Thought the red flag was we didn't really hear. If it had been true, I just feel like maybe the school would have come out with swifter punishment. I don't know. Maybe we would have really singled out those boys, their parents. It seemed to me very delayed, I guess. And I thought something has to be going on. Something more has to be to the story. And, of course, yesterday she confessed that she basically had made the whole thing up, which was devastating. I felt so bad for her, her grandparents who are her her legal guardians because, you know, obviously they went to bat for her. So big story. How do you guys feel, Patrick? You were talking about a local news outlet here who now doesn't want to publish her name. I'm sure the grandparents put out a statement too. They're ready for repercussions knowing that, you know what she did and, and then, therefore, they kind of went along with it. So, where do you want to start? Yeah,
2: I think uh, in general, when somebody makes a serious charge like that, you want to take them seriously. But it also this is a great reminder that it's not necessarily true. Uh, this sounds uh, similar to me to the Duke lacrosse scandal, uh, where or, or, or the, you, the, you, 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 or the you,
0: Jesse Smollett. You,
2: exactly. So the it's really hard though. A charge like that and then the presumption of innocence I agree that there were some things that didn't sound right this was a school setting these were three of her classmates she would have known exactly who they were and 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 been able uh, and and so you would have thought that that uh, it would have been much each quicker to be able to determine
0: yeah. whether in fact it happened or not I mean I agree with you sir. I don't understand how you make these things up but in her case she's a teenager or right? how I'm not sure exactly 12, 12, 12 13 almost a teenager Uh, Her name is Amari Allen, and I did mention one of the news outlets, uh, local news stations, I'm not going to mention who they are, has come out and said that they're no longer going to use her name anymore, which I completely don't understand. They've used her name before they interviewed her. Um, Her name's been out there. She's the one who caused the controversy. How do you not use her name anymore? Somehow you're protecting her now? Doesn't make sense to me. The, The only thing I'll say on this, and this is where I think, Reporters, journalists, TV stations, uh, both national and local, have to be really careful. It's not just the reporting. Obviously, like David said, you want to believe the story, you're going to report it. And you're going to wait for facts to come out. It's then the the tweets from these same reporters that become activism. okay? And they start saying, oh, we need a policy. The school has to do this. This is unfair. Before everything comes out. The same exact thing happened with Jesse Smollett. And I'm not comparing the two. He's an adult. She's a twelve year old girl. I'm gonna give her the benefit of doubt a little bit more. Who knows what's going on in her mind, why she lied. Maybe she's going through some emotional things. So I'm definitely gonna give her the benefit of doubt versus him. However, journalists have to be careful, especially today. You know, we just talked last week, David, about um um and I don't have the exact call letters and the facts, but there was a radio station in New Orleans who was called out on Twitter for tweeting a gay slur about one of their radio hosts made national news turns out he sent it out himself this is going on I don't know if it's a fascination of getting press sympathy get out of a contract (laughs) change schools get it you know stay on empire it's we just we have to pause we have to pause especially on social media report the facts as you know them continue to investigate but you got to be careful becoming an activist right away as a journalist
2: it's an allegation and and I think that's what we have to remember and, and be patient enough which is really hard in today's world because we get offended we have twitter that we can it sound off on instantly but it's
0: important to, to wait and really yeah, and I'm find not out the about The crazies on Twitter, they're going to do what they want to do. I'm talking about journalists, right? They, right. you just have to, you have to pause, report the facts, continue to investigate, ask the right questions, and then see where it goes. Um,
1: how, what do you think this means? You know, obviously we had the Jesse Smollett thing earlier this spring. Then, then we have this incident, um, you know, and I want to say there's been some other incidents too, that have kind of come out to be not true. Um, yeah, what do you guys think this means on a, a bigger whole? Seems like we... Is it getting harder, do you think, for the general public to trust media outlets? Do you think this hurts local news, national news altogether of people just turning away from it? Well, you know, we, we talked about it briefly last week. The whole um, New York Times story uh, that was completely retracted. Not completely, but retracted with um, our Judge Kavanaugh, you know, with basically... You know, the New York Times said, "Well, this woman, you know, she told her story." Then come to find out, actually, she doesn't remember the story. So it's just it's crazy that this stuff is happening. What does this mean? I think uh,
2: there, there's there's
1: always been happening.
2: Well, it it has to some extent, but I think the twenty four seven news culture the, there's such a need for stories that anything that gets thrown in is going to be taken and, and looked at and you know chewed up and then we move on to the next one. But I think. That reminder that you have to wait and see and follow the facts, uh, and as Patrick said, especially as journalists are reporting it, it's an allegation, and until you learn more, until there's real evidence, you've got to leave it
0: just at that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just—I I don't know what's causing it. I don't know—you know, maybe it was always going on, but it—, well, does, it, it are
1: there- that many i mean are there really that many repercussions i think you know because i mean now like this girl and i, I understand you know Although, she's 12 but she's getting a lot of empathy now it
0: appears there were re- repercussions for Jesse smollett i mean i think it's a little different with her again because she's 12 or 13 yeah. i think people are gonna let's find out what really happened i you know the grandparents came out what i yeah. what appeared to be a heartfelt apology um they're probably were co- cooperating the entire time I've just become cynical when I see these videos, even these heartwarming videos, like they're set up in a lot of cases. Like the guy, you know, there was a great one last week. The guy was um, talking to his wife or to the baby through the the post-it board cards, like breathe and completely set up for social media. Like how, like everyone gets, ooh, and ah, and ooh, I don't. Maybe uh, maybe I have no heart. I don't know. David thinks I have no heart, but...
2: People want attention, and, I, and they, I, they, yeah. they've found ways to grasp it using especially social
0: media. And I mean, the ones that just happen, like, those are great. But, like, when you set it up, and clearly someone was filming him doing the cards, like, come on.
1: Well, I'm thinking too earlier this year, the Covington story, you know, that was bananas. How crazy that got out of control. And I'm also thinking about the homeless. Remember the homeless guy outside of Philadelphia, the couple basically set up the GoFundMe come to find out they all three of them were in on it. You know, it's like now I don't give to anybody. It's crazy. All right. Um, where do you guys want to go? We have sports locally. Uh, that seems to be a mess. You know, obviously we're 0 and four with the Redskins now. I mean, they are completely the deadskins. It's
2: interesting to me that uh, in watching local news the last couple of days, the mystics are getting more airplay yes. than the Redskins. Yeah. And- That's great to see because everybody loves a winner and the Redskins are not. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's unfortunate no one watches, no offense, WNBA. I mean, the ratings are just terrible. But they are local and they're probably going to win the WNBA championship, which is fantastic. Redskins are a mess. There was an article yesterday, I believe it was the Post, Rick Snyder, I think his name is, who said it's probably, he's been here 30 years, I believe. It's the worst Time in the history of the Redskins I think I said that last week now it's even worse Um, I don't understand it I I don't understand how Bruce Allen who's the General Manager still has a job Um, I don't understand how Doug Williams still has a job and frankly, I don't understand how Gruden saws his job. Granted, he's the coach. Um, you have GM issues above him, ownership issues above him. But at the end of the day, he's 0-4. He has a significantly losing record over, I think, his four-plus years. He's got to go. The fact that he's still the coach, is it's amazing to me. I will say as we transition to the Nats, because I want to hear what David has to say about the Nats. He's a big Nats fan. Um, I was wrong on Davey Martinez. Because I did say when they were 19 and 31, I believe that he should probably be out. Uh, but I admit when I'm wrong. Uh, well, maybe not all the time, but <laughs> on this perfect podcast, I do. No, I was wrong. It was, it was I, easy
2: to say at that time because the the, the team, it, yeah. obviously, the, it was a solid team. And so you can't change all the players out. So you could have made a change. But you know coach, what? But
0: patience sometimes is is a virtue. And, you know, they did the right thing. They knew what they had. And now, having said that, if they lose tonight, see, I'm not a big one-game wild card guy. I I call it a playing game. Okay. Like I I don't. Yes, they made the playoffs, but I don't believe they've really made the playoffs yet. Now, having said that, I have complained for years that Major League Baseball and the NFL need to redo their playoff system. I believe the teams with the best record get in. So I think the Nats, I think, have 94 wins, correct? Better
2: record than the Cardinals.
0: Better record than the Cardinals. I think they should be in the play—I think the Cardinals should be playing in the one-game playoff. Just because you win a self-made geographical division, to me, means nothing. Nats played in a tougher division, played tougher competition with the Braves, the Phillies, Eh I think the Nats should be in the best of five. The Cardinals should be playing in the wild card game, but that's not how it's done.
2: I understand that point of view. The, the way those leagues are set up, you play more games within your division, and so winning the division means something. You know, the Reds yeah, I think are they should now go to the NBA. Already f- in I'm, in a, I'm a big
0: fan of the NBA format, which is two divisions, the top two teams in each division, and then it's the ne- next six best. It so doesn't matter what division you're in; you just put the best teams in yeah, in the playoffs.
2: I agree with you. A one-game play-in, anything can
0: happen in one game in baseball. I mean, the baseball set up to be a 162-game series-type format throughout the year, and yet one game, and you're out. You win 94 games, you have a bad start tonight by Scherzer, and your season's over. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that.
1: All right, let's talk t- quickly, since we're on sports, about California NCAA, where they're now going to start playing, uh, allowing players to get paid. Sounds like make money potentially off their endorsements. NCAA sounds like we'll absolutely fight this. Going to be very interesting. Doesn't seem like it'll be implemented until 2023. Um, 2020. 2020. Okay, well, that's like, okay, next week. So, Marie, um, well, that's, that changes it. Um, but what do you guys think this means? It sounded like a lot of navigating for coaches – and all that stuff trying to then convince players to come there. How do you think that is all gonna play out?
2: I, I think it's finally going to be the end of the idea that you have amateur athletes.
0: Yeah. Wow. Which I'm
1: totally for. Yeah, you've been Well, I
0: I've been a five year calling out the NCA. I think they're total bunch of hypocrites. I think the coaches are hypocrites. I think the universities are hypocrites. I think They want to be the only ones who make money on the players backs. The cost of a college education now doesn't match years and years and years ago when the, when the money from the TV broadcasters, the cable broadcasters, the endorsements and so forth was much, much lower. You could say, yeah, of course, cost of going to Alabama or, you know, Georgetown might've equated to the value, not even close anymore. So, um, it's just the NCAA came out with a state or actually the Pac-12 came out with an idiotic statement. Basically saying, well, it's now, you know, it's going to be professionalism. Yeah. Okay. So your coaches make millions of dollars. Your institutions make millions of dollars. The agents make millions of dollars.
2: The kids have to wear the shoes that the school. They're forced the to wear shoes
0: for. and everything the only ones not making money are the players yeah. in what world does that work if i'm a genius if i'm the if i'm the smartest violinist or pianist or scientist at 20 years old in the world i'm gonna make a lot of money yeah so should these kids now it's interesting the the way the laws looks like it's going to go they're not actually going to be paid by the institution they could go out and do their own endorsement deals, and they will make money on their likeness.
2: So but, that says that only a handful of them, though, correct. are going to get
0: money. Correct. Yeah. Um, well, but and, and probably unf- you know where I think this hurts is the the women's sports because I think in mo- at most institutions only basketball and football players will make money. Because uh, now you may have an all-star, or you know, one one here, one there, like a like a uh, what's her, uh, Mallory Pugh, for example, okay. I believe, who went to Stanford to play and is on the U.S. women's national yeah. team. I might have that wrong, but um, so you may have her like get some endorsements or something. But I think it's going to be few and far between, which is a little bit unfortunate for the w- women's movement as well.
1: What's up with that? Yeah, we're not happy about that. No. I yeah, agree. that wait, David. Do you want to add anything to that before we move on? We'll talk some DC gambling, which continues to be like a cluster <laughs> here. I,
2: I think it's going to be an evolution. I think California is a big enough state that uh, it's. Did you see this morning?
0: Florida announced the bill too.
2: They, they the, the, right the the other states and Alabama is not going to allow
0: the. Best so I think what's going to have to, have to happen is the NCAA is going to have to come out with a national plan, and then we'll see if the states agree with it. And then you may this may end up. I believe this doesn't solve the. There's um there's an I think there's a case going to the Supreme Court that they haven't ruled on yet, if I'm not mistaken, about likeness and endorsements. So maybe this was preemptive of that, but um anyway, I think it's good.
1: All right, let's talk uh, locally DC gambling. Uh so we you know, Patrick was sharing this story, we've talked about it, but the court temporarily halted district's no bid sports gambling and lottery contracts. So where what do you guys think that means for gambling in the district? Um and is that, is this a good thing or a bad thing? So David, what, what do you it means you?
2: is there shouldn't
0: be no bid contracts. We're going to agree. We're finally going to agree hundred percent. Again, the council overstepped. This was flawed from the beginning. Um, they need to look at what New Jersey has done. Pennsylvania has done. New York is going to do Illinois, multiple vendors, open competition, um, you know, not only is it halted, but it wasn't even going to get up and running anyway by football. Right. And every time they do this, they, I always throw in, well, they want to be a state and they can't even get sports betting up. And run, And then everyone yells at them, and screams at me. But like all kidding aside, it seems like they just always step on their toes. Right. And, you know, but. This was a mistake. They they
2: use the excuse of they could get out quicker if they didn't bid the contract. But you got to do things right. You don't think try to do just like do Trump quick. does.
1: Oh, OK. Okay, that (laughs) horrible statement. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, the whole DC gambling. Anyway, we talked about this, but obviously you know a lot of people that now worked for the big company that got it had worked previously dc council i mean it was insane it was like so obvious that you know where that was headed um all right so it sounds like you guys are going to agree on that what about drinking age there seems to be like a resurgence of that question of lowering the drinking age from 21 are you guys here for it obviously what was it the 70s 60s 70s that's what it was nationwide anyway was you could drink at 18 um then it went up to 21 do we think this is a good idea or bad idea
2: I grew up in an era when the drinking age was was 18. And my feeling is by the time you're going off to college, you're making your own decisions, you're independent, or you've graduated high school, and you're, you're on your own, you can go into the military, uh, having a beer is is okay.
0: Yeah, I agree. So this came out from a study that a lot of university presidents have complained for years about the drinking age being 21, because it just creates a binge drinking culture. And you know, I have a My son's now 21, but they drink. Everyone drinks. You go to the military, you want to be able to drink. I think it should be 19. That, to me, is the perfect age. It pretty much takes it out of high school. There's very few 19-year-olds in high school. So it eliminates it from high school, puts it into college and older, and um, I don't think we'll ever see it. I just think it's something that won't go backwards. I think it'll be hard for someone to pass this legislation. And then if something happens, again, back to the people are passing legislation now, not necessarily for what is right. It's to protect themselves. And um, so we'll we'll see where we'll Well, see where it goes.
2: These kind of ages have moved in either direction over time. Now you have cigarettes moving back up to, to 21 and the whole issue with with vaping. Uh, so 19 is, is an age that I remember. Did you remember see the report
0: being... that came out this morning? And by the way, the Washington post that said that, uh, a senior Obama official is the one that nixed the, F- the FDA wanted to ban ban flavored, uh, vapes okay. vaping and, and a senior Obama official blocked it. So see, it takes a president like Trump to call attention to, uh, the, the ills of vaping. vaping.
1: <laughs> is the only thing with vaping is people using bad THC. It's like they use THC that's cut with vitamin E, then that like completely affects your lungs. Your lungs are, so, porous is not the right word, but anyway, it's it, vaping is to, it's totally fine, but it's people who have completely misused and use cheap product. And then here they are. So David,
0: you, you have, David's, David's very wealthy, by the way. He has uh, an apartment, I believe, in D.C., and he's also living outside the city. He's like, you know, sometimes oh, he's a commuter, way. sometimes he's not. So what's back, like, are you a city guy now or are you a suburb guy?
2: Uh, still a city guy. <laughs> uh, I'm Capitol Hill, uh, we've now lived there, we just uh, passed five years. Uh, uh, and except for the fact that I have no representation in Congress, uh, I love living in, so, uh, in D.C. So real quick,
0: you're a big runner, When's your next race?
2: I am running the Marine Corps Marathon. It is my very first marathon.
0: after uh, 20-some
2: that's half marathons. Uh, and uh, Wow,
0: good for you. Uh,
2: just, you excited? Just, I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm looking to so finish it. So have you
0: ramped up the mileage?
2: I'm getting there.
0: Okay. Have you done an 18-20 yet?
2: Uh, my first 18 or 20 will be when I run the Marine Corps Marathon in four Whoa, weeks.
0: Whoa, he's just going to go for it. Yes. That's like uh, throwing caution to the wind.
1: We have a suggestion. Just download all these podcasts. <laughs> the anger will fuel you, and you know, you'll get yeah. through it. Yeah. After about
0: six podcasts, you'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Good for you. Thanks. That's, that's awesome. good for you. How was uh, Reykjavik?
2: Uh, Iceland. It was our fifth trip, and I actually ran the half marathon uh, up wow. there. Uh, so uh, Iceland. I told you he was it, rich. If, yeah. <laughs> I it,
1: guess so. He's off to Reykjavik. Who knew we should've been in PR.
2: We love travel. Uh, uh, Iceland. If you haven't visited, is just a magical place. So I, I highly recommend it. And it's a five-hour flight from uh, from Dallas. Didn't Trump want to buy Iceland? Oh no, that was Greenland. That was Greenland. next door to Greenland. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't. There's another and now we can just laugh at that it, it, when that was the biggest problem we had in well, the I country I wish that was the biggest problem yeah. right
1: um, or anywhere people can like find you follow you David it's always great to have you as a guest on sure, the show thank you, you don't give Patrick nearly enough hell though I <laughs> mean really Yeah. Uh, yeah you can you gotta... find me on
2: Twitter I'm um, at DCBorn61
1: okay perfect and Patrick
0: Patrick Jim Fox 5 DC
1: awesome okay we'll be back next week thank you David for being here
0: thank you